The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Football, horse racing, burgers, beer, and so much more. Have a winning weekend at newly remodeled Club Hawthorne Betting Bars featuring cash betting at PointsBet Sportsbook. Find a location near you at hawthornebettingbars.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER to get help. All right, uh, we will get to all the news from Hallis Hall. And then uh, don't forget, if you missed the Cody Bellinger interview, he was fantastic. Uh, we talked to him earlier today from Wrigley Field. We will replay that uh, at 5.30 as the Cubs look to win again at uh, Wrigley Field tonight. They have a night game. Uh, we will play the Cody Bellinger interview at 5.30. Courtney Cronin does great work. She is brought to you by Purple Wave Auction. And she joins us right now on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Courtney, how you feeling? I'm great. I'm so excited for this Chiefs-Lions game. I know that Travis Kelsey isn't playing, but I still think it's going to be a hell of a competitive game. And we finally get to see if all of this hype around Detroit is going to be worth yeah. its salt. So, I, you know, we've been waiting for months, and I'm thrilled football's back. Well, what, what, I, that was going to be my follow-up, and you took me right there. Do you believe in the hype around the Lions? Oh, I have them as my division winner, so I guess I kind of have to. Uh, I've been doubling down on that for a while. I think they're a well-coached team. I think that what they've been building towards, too, has brought them to this moment where they are getting accolades that they haven't gotten in a long time. So much of that starts up front, too. I give them so much credit for, you know, really giving people a master class on how to build an offensive line. Yes. Theirs started, theirs, you know, build of that started in 2016. Not every team has the flexibility to go about that with drafting and developing first, second round talent, but they have one of the best run blocking, pass blocking, all of it. Uh, one of the most complete offensive lines in the NFL, and I think that's allowed Jared Goff to be who he is, and at moments that looks like a system quarterback, but in other moments, you can see the guy that was a first-round pick years ago, the guy that that was a part of those Super Bowl of that Super Bowl team with the Los Angeles Rams, and the pieces around him are really good, and they have methodically gotten here. I see some parallels, honestly, between what the where the Bears are right now and where the Lions have been, and even with like their off-the-field stuff this year, with like the injuries. Um, that they've, you know, gotten some scares with. And, like, they go back to the C.J. Gardner-Johnson injury early on in training camp, being able to move past that and the gambling suspensions that they had. It didn't feel like they were, you know, a runaway train, despite all that stuff with all the expectations and everything else that they're buying into around themselves this year. So I, I, I've I, got them as my division favorite, and I'm going to stick with that. I, I think this is obviously a huge test for them tonight, and even without Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, it's still – and Charles Amenahu. I want to point that out. People need to keep – people need to talk about that more. That is a really, really sizable loss for their pass rush to not have him out there in addition to Chris Jones. But regardless, it's going to be an incredible measuring stick for this Lions team to tell, to tell everybody where they are going into the rest of the season. Courtney, I share your, uh, your feelings about the Lions being the team to beat in the NFC North. If you had to handicap the rest of the division, 
How does your power rankings go before this season kicks off? You know, Minnesota being a 13-win team last year, I know people want to poke holes in it because of all the one-score games. I don't think they're going to fall off nearly as much as most people think, so I'd probably handicap it where I've got the Lions, the Vikings, and it's such a tough toss-up between the Packers and the Bears. I've, I've put the Bears at seven or eight wins, and the Packers are probably a seven, six, seven, eight-win team, maybe at most. I mean, when, when we find out about these week one rosters, you got to wait to see who makes the 46, like, but they're going to have undoubtedly the youngest roster in the NFL and I think they're going to lose this week because of the injuries that they're dealing with with their receivers it's putting a lot it's putting a lot on Jordan Love but I don't think they're as much of a rebuild as maybe we've projected that to be because it's not like they started siphoning off assets during the offseason but I I probably would have to go the Bears at fourth because they're still rebuilding. There's still a team coming off a three-win season and then put the Packers right above them at third. But I don't know if much is going to divide these two teams this season. Yeah, I agree with that assessment what, as well. Okay, so let's get to the news of the day. You sent out that picture. The injury report came out. Nate Davis is on it, but for personal reasons. Um, normally, like on a Thursday it wouldn't, like, you would just be like, okay, that's happened before. We've had many players have that happen. But it's what's happened leading up to that with Nate Davis that has many of us wondering. So what context can you add to the news of the day? You don't typically see players missing practice for personal reasons and still present at practice. That was my first eyebrow raiser when I saw Nate Davis off to the side, like not on, you know, not right up against the offensive line group, not, you know, doing what you see with injured players who stand right behind, you know, the guys that are going and taking those mental reps. He was off to the side with, you know, a member of the support staff. And it's just, it's a weird look because they've let us know. Ryan Pohl's comments from last week let us know that this is not just injury related. And he has not been on the injury report all two days that we've had of it for an injury reason. So what kept him out during the preseason was injury and it was something else. So clearly the something else part is, you know, front and center today with him not practicing due to a personal reason. Now, I didn't, you don't see any sort of wrap or bandage or anything. So again, this is not injury related, but it's, I think it's concerning because of the, of what we know about the off season and his, his path here in the off season to where, there, there have been a lot of practices where he hasn't been out there, and you do, you were wondering, is it injury related or is it something else? Is he not buying into the system here? Is he not buying into the way that he's being coached? Is there any sort of buyer's remorse? All of those feelings are stuff, the rumblings that you hear going on behind the scenes. And, you know, it's not a great look when you're division opponent where you finally have a chance to right the ship a little bit here with Green Bay, that's three days away and your starting right guard is on ice for some reason. And, you know, if he practices tomorrow, a lot of those concerns will dissipate. But I don't I don't get the sense that this is something that like the Bears were expecting to, you know, be an issue at this point because it's week one of the pre of, of the regular season. Like you want all your guys there. They were pre they were really proud of the fact that they had near perfect attendance the other day and you know, this one certainly stands out as um, a red flag. 
You know, this is speculation, but educated speculation. So I want to bring this up. So when DeAndre Hopkins was available, um, I was not a fan of wanting to sign DeAndre Hopkins because I've always heard about DeAndre Hopkins. While super talented, he did not like to practice. So I didn't think he fit the system with Matt Eberflus in a growing team. He didn't fit the hits principle of hustle and intensity. And and also, I didn't want him dictating to Justin that he would always have to throw him the football. There were, there were numerous things, but, but the culture of what the Bears stood for with a young team first and foremost. So with that as the backdrop, Courtney, when Nate Davis and the rumblings about what happened in Tennessee – and, and maybe with them, where their head coach, who stands for that do-your-job type mentality, maybe didn't like that he didn't practice there all the time if things weren't perfect. Didn't the Bears do their homework on maybe him not always wanting to practice? Of course. And I know right now it looks like, man, buyer's remorse. Three-year, $30 million contract for somebody who might not be the right fit. And I remember asking Matt Eberflus about that last week where how can you tell if this guy's going to be a hits principal guy when he hasn't he's barely practiced in your system? It's different than, wow, that guy that I'm scheming against. And he was. He was the best offensive lineman that Tennessee had last year. And Matt Eberflus knew that because, you know, they played twice a year when he was in, Indian, in, in Indianapolis. But I think there's a massive difference between who you see show up on film versus who you have in the building for 12 hours a day and going through practice, all those things. So, of course, the Bears are learning that maybe there are things, you know, with Nate Davis that they, they didn't know in the evaluation process. I mean, that happens with every player, but I... I, I To the DeAndre Hopkins point, it kind of reminded me, like David Bakhtiari is, I think, on the injury report today, or he hasn't been practicing. Like, that's somebody who has earned the right to not practice, um, and he's somebody who he'll go. Like, I'm confident he will play this week, no matter whatever it is that we saw earlier. But that's somebody who's a pro bowler, a perennial pro bowler who has been around now for more than a decade. I don't think that the Bears would have brought somebody, I know they wouldn't have brought somebody into the fold here that doesn't – they don't make exceptions right now. They're not in a point where they can make exceptions to, man, this guy's superstar athlete, whatever, we'll put, we'll put up with – he doesn't want to practice if he wants to do things differently because we're a step away from contending for something. They're not at that point. They need right. everybody moving in the same direction. And, you know, quite frankly, they're not going to make that exception for a freaking right guard. I don't care how talented <laughs> you are. Like, that's, just, that's not realistic. Like, right. you know, that's just that's – just, that's just, no. And, it's not a sexy um, position. Yeah, like it's just, it's just, it, there's a lot here that is not being said. And if it goes away tomorrow because he shows up at practice, then that's, then that's at least something that they can shelve for another day. But I think it bears worth watching um, well, because of the preseason. This isn't like, oh, we got to week one and you know, he shows up for personal reasons. No, he didn't practice. Barely at all. I think there were maybe six padded practices during the preseason, maybe even less, where we saw Nate Davis uh, because he was at limited limited capacity in a lot of them. So um, that that's that's what I have to say on that because I just think there's too much smoke here uh, for there not to be some fire somewhere. With all of that as the backdrop, Courtney, where's your money going? 
will Dan Feeney be the right guard or will it be Nate Davis? And who do you believe is more equipped to give them 60 to 65 solid snaps of football Sunday against the Packers? Well, I mean, Nate Davis is, they saw something there and they decided to, I think they might have overpaid, but he was one of the better guards that was available in free agency. So from a pure talent standpoint, that's probably who you want out there if you feel he's conditioned and ready to go and, you know, has done enough of the work, even though he hasn't been in practice. But I would imagine just seeing a little bit of Feeney out there. And granted, we only saw there was no, they were not lined up, but you saw them where they would be in terms of blocking with guys next to them. You didn't see, you know, any, we don't see team stuff out there. So you don't see how the starting, what the five lined up are in succession, but Feeney was taking those right guard reps. So I, I think that's a very smart move and a prudent one that they pulled off last week with the trade to get him because he has played everywhere from left guard to center to right guard. And I think I've got to kind of reserve judgment for tomorrow to see if he ends up practicing, because if he doesn't, then that's a pretty big indicator that he's not going to be able to go um, or probably won't be in position to go for Sunday. Although, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just, again, there's so much gray area here and so many like comments that you just have to read between the lines through, even going back to last week when Ryan Poles was talking about this where he said, you know, he felt like he was in a much better place. Well, did something happen? Was there some sort of, what was the setback, personal or medical, whatever it is, that that had him out of practice today when the Packers are three days away? Uh, It's 6.30 on Sunday evening, and you look at the stat sheet after the game. Which running back is going to have had the most contribution? It'll be Khalil Herbert, but don't rule out Roshan Johnson catching a couple passes this week. That's something that they've been working on. Like, you know, after practice ends, it's something that, you know, they've been getting extra work in on that. And that's a really promising sign for the young rookie that he has the attention of the quarterback, that he is in a position to get extra reps in with Justin Fields because that's a role that they anticipate using him in. They knew that when they drafted him. So I... I would imagine that Ro- that Roshan Johnson's going to have a couple catches, uh, whether it's in whether it's through the screen game, whether it's you know dumping a ball off into the flat and letting him go. He's going to have a role in this, but I do think Khalil Herbert will be the lead rusher by the time this game is over. Do you think that uh, the Bears will do more running of the football, including Justin, or do you think that Justin will do his share of throwing of the football? I mean, he's going to throw the football. I, I know that there's this perception out there that they want him to run less, and there is truth in that, of course. They don't want to expose him to unnecessary hits, but they're still going to use him. They're going to use his legs in the red zone. They'd be foolish not to. They're going to use his legs on third downs where he can scramble and, you know, reset the chains. So I, I know that he'll be part of it, but it's not the designed run element should be tapered back to a degree because – of the protection of the quarterback. And we haven't seen a whole ton of those deep shots and those back shoulder throws and at least, you know, fields connecting on those during the preseason, but we did see them try them. So that's an encouraging sign that they are going to let him air it out and they are going to let him hang in the pocket, assuming the protection is where they believe it needs to be to give him time to do that. If they can, if they can go off of that, 
then they can string together a passing game that looks different than anything that we would have seen in the preseason. And now that it's not the preseason, they get to dive into the depths of that playbook a lot more because there's so many unscouted looks that they're going to want to throw at the Packers and Packers doing the same to them. So that'll be, that'll be good, I think, for Justin to get comfortable having a nice balance because the last time that they played Green Bay, yeah, he had the two interceptions, but that was his most complete game, if you look at it, as a passer and what his contributions with his 71 yards rushing and a touchdown uh, when, when that game was here last November. Courtney, you mentioned the Packer wide receivers. What are your, your colleagues in Green Bay telling you about the likelihood that both Dobbs and Watson will be available Sunday? I think it's shaky at best. I know that Dobbs practiced today, and we know that both you know, he and Christian Watson are, are dealing with injuries. Again, I think that's a lot to put on your young quarterback in his first game in an environment that should maybe resemble a playoff environment because it's at Soldier Field, it's the national game, it's 325. To, to have him not have two of his top weapons, the guys that he's most comfortable with, that he has the most reps with, like, I, I know that they've, they've made a lot about, uh, you know, the two tight ends that they got, Luke Musgrave uh, in there, as well as the, the second-round pick, whose name escapes me right now, Tuck or something or another. But, um, you know, there's, there's a lot on him. So, I mean, they're going to run the ball. They're going to have to if they don't have those guys pra- uh, able to play. But tomorrow should be a pretty big indicator if that receiving core is going to be at full health good sign at least for green bay that dobbs was practicing today but no christian watson you know that's a that's a considerable that'll be a considerable loss if he's not practicing yeah what's your score what's your prediction i think i i I mean the line on it right now i think is at minus one for chicago it's a it's a pick and that's what i think makes this game so exciting because it could swing either way there's so many unknowns vegas doesn't even know what to expect is what they're telling you based on um, the way that they're forecasting this game. I think the Bears have the edge for a number of different reasons, certainly a quarterback. And this game being at Soldier Field to open up the year where I just, there's going to be some, there's a, there's a really good feeling around this team right now, despite having all the injuries this preseason and the unknowns that they have. I've got the Bears winning 24-21. Are, are you surprised, Courtney, this is a pick I mean, like, look, Vegas is going to do what Vegas does. But all things considered, and for the reasons you mentioned, this game's at home and, and uh, any number of reasons, Justin has had significantly more snaps than Jordan Love, that the Bears basically are viewed by the betting folks in Vegas to, to be the lesser team, but home field advantage is the difference? I think they'll spot them the three because they're at home, but it's there's still unknowns about this Bears team. We've heard all season long, all off season. We've seen a little bit of it. Justin Fields taking the next step. Look at all the, like all the things you can infer about how much better this roster will be. Six new starters on defense, a reworked offensive line, a reworked receiving core, backfield. You name it. But can the quarterback? show that the habits from last year that hindered him won't show up again like we won't know that and I, and I think it's okay that it's a pick and that the Bears are you know slight favorites in this more or less just by the way that they're forecasting it and even with Green there's just too much unknown like none of these none of these two teams are established at all and so I understand why it's looked at this way which I think makes it really compelling and probably one of the better week one matchups 
props that we're going to be talking about Monday about how either quarterback looks and, you know, maybe the, you know, the new era of this rivalry, too, factors into that for sure. Courtney, great work. We appreciate it. Keep us posted tomorrow, all right? Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, guys. Take care. There's Courtney Cronin all over the Bears. You never know what to expect day-to-day from this team in terms of who's practicing and who's not. We did get some good news today that that I believe Eddie Jackson and Brisker were were both full participation. First time. First time in weeks. Demarcus uh, Walker as well. Yeah. And he hasn't been available for, you know, full go for quite some time as well. So those names being listed differently on the injury list that is good that's good news yes everybody was good news and took a step forward except Except. for the nate davis news and and like so we'll find out what they say tomorrow if anything and if he'll be back on the practice field and if they if they feel like they could count on him listen i think can they trust him can can they count on him it's it's a really good question and i think in green bay the the up in the air status of Christian Watson is is big because while I, I don't put him in the same category as elite receivers in the National Football League at this point, he's got a skill set that scares the hell out of you. He can get behind anybody, and that forces how you you kind of sometimes set up and try to defend an offense. So uh, him not being available, if that's the case on Sunday, I think that that's a significant issue. Because we have uh, Cody Bellinger, and uh, we're replaying that. If you missed it, it's great. Can't miss stuff coming your way. Great conversation with the Cubs star, uh, Cody Bellinger, coming up. We don't have time for Would You Rather, but I do have time to give away that gift card from our great partners at the Pride Stores. So let's give it away right now, courtesy of the Pride Stores. Caller 10, 312-332-3776. Caller 10 wins that gift card to the Pride Stores. We'll get back to Would You Rather next week. 312-332-3776. We'll give away the gift card to the Pride Stores right now. But if you missed the uh, conversation with Cody Bellinger, it was great. He talked about his free agency future. We even talked some football with him. And uh, wait till you hear what his fantasy football team name is. It's very humorous. So Cody Bellinger coming up next. The best Thursday of the year is coming up. It's today, and it's all about NFL opening night. Football is back, and DraftKings, the Casino Queen Sportsbook, is hooking new customers up with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 NFL bet and score $2 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with a great offer of game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. So check the app to see what you get. And don't wait till kickoff to get in on all the action and the hype. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code WMVP. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5. Only on DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook with the code WMVP. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and older, Illinois only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftking.com slash football terms. Back to the Waddle and Sylvie live Miller time broadcast from Timothy O'Toole's in downtown Chicago. This is the new home of the Bears. ESPN Chicago. All 
right, the Cubs keep on winning. And we had a great chance to catch up with Cody Bellinger earlier on the show. He's an MVP candidate, and he was an all-around great guy. This was our conversation from Wrigley Field earlier today with Cody Bellinger. We welcome in for the first time on the Waddle and Sylvie show, MVP candidate and Cubs superstar, Cody Bellinger, as he joins us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Cody, how you doing today? Doing pretty good. Uh, how are y'all? We're doing fantastic, and uh, you guys are doing great. We were just... Uh, we were conducting a, a fantasy draft of uh, NFL teams, and we hear you guys had your fantasy football draft in the Cubs clubhouse yesterday. How did your team do, and what is your team name? Uh, my name is Bill Bellychick. Got to give credit to my boy from back home for giving me that name a few years ago. Uh, so I'm not going to lie. I, I think it's a good name. Um, the draft went about expected for me, uh, was, uh, the second pick and I actually went with Eckler. Um, big, I'm a more so fan of the running back. So I went Eckler and then on the way back, I got a Alave. Which of your teammates poses the greatest threat to your team? Um, you said the, what team do I think it poses the greatest threat? Uh, which of your teammates has a team, drafted a team, yeah. that you think is the biggest threat to your solid fantasy football team? Um, I think off the top of my head, I think Nico Horner. I'm actually going to pull it up real quick. Nico Horner put together a solid team. He snagged Alexander Madison right before I was about to grab him. Yeah. I thought oh. I was going to be sneaky. Loved him this year. Um but I'd say I'd say Nico. He looks intense at all times. Does like he even run a fantasy football draft in a really intense manner? He never has to get locked in because he stays locked in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Perfect. Yes. I, I love that. And in I've read this about you, and we're talking to Cody Bell that you grew up a Cardinals fan, correct? Are you still are you still with them or are you ready to declare a Bears fan right now? Uh, no, I'm more I'm more with the birds than I than I ever have been. It's gonna it's gonna be a tough one for us, but you know, all uh me and my boys back home, um, you know, we've all became became, you know, big Cardinals fans and um so it's it, it's been fun but today or this year's gonna be pretty rough. <laughs> That's an to say the least, yeah. yeah. Uh, when I, now I remember when I was ten, Cody, um, how big of a sports fan I was, and how I lived and died with my teams. Do you remember as a ten-year-old, as a Cardinal fan, the Crownham game when you guys played the Bears on Monday Night Football, and you guys had the lead, and the Bears came back to beat you? No, I don't. My, I would say my one vivid Cardinal childhood memory is when we were playing the Steelers, and uh, who made the catch in the end zone in the corner? Uh, Santonio Holmes. Yes. Yeah. In the Super that Bowl. game. That game for me is like the the vivid childhood memory for me. Oh. Was that? Was it also James Harrison who returned yes. the interception like a hundred yards? I think I don't know. I, I think, think so. Yeah, right before yeah. the half. I just yeah, remember going yeah. home from my neighbor's house really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we'll get to, to baseball here in a second, of course. Uh, I, but I do want to know, like, you've got more important things on, on, on your brain right now. But is, the football season starts. I know you're a football fan, obviously. Is it cool to have the NFL in everyone's life now? 
Best time of year, right? I mean, yes, I love the NFL. Um, actually, I watched college football last weekend, and obviously, I watched prime time in Colorado. And you know, the last few years, I wasn't like too big on college football, but for whatever reason, I might you know enjoy it this year. I don't really know why, but I think football in general, just the fact that it's pretty much once a week, and it's just such a big fun day. And obviously, fantasy has a lot to do with it, but it's a great time of year. Did you ever play as a kid growing up, or was it all baseball? Baseball and soccer for me. A little bit of basketball. I wasn't too good. I actually never played football, unfortunately. Um, So I don't understand that crazy football, like, locker room brotherhood, you know? (laughs) (laughs) know, I I wish I did, though. No, but I I think it's good for us that you you don't. Yes, Um, exactly. So I always ask this, Cody, and we're talking to Cody Bellinger, it's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000, that when, when a guy from afar thinks they know what it would be like as a Cub, you came in many, many times as a Dodger, and you saw what it was like at Wrigley Field, and, and you knew you would want to be a Cub and, and, and be here, that you had a vision on what it would be like to be a Cub. What is different than what you thought it would be like to live in Chicago and to actually be a Cub? Yeah, I knew living in Chicago uh, we would enjoy. Um, you know, I love coming to Wrigley Field on the road. It's always like this unique place where it's, you know, there's a lot of history here. But coming from the home side, coming out from this third-base dugout wearing, wearing the white uniform is something that – it, it really is an unbelievable feeling. And uh, playing center field with the bleachers just right behind your back, you know, it, it's, a, it's a special place. What's the vibe like in your, in your clubhouse right now? It's a good vibe, man. We're all uh, enjoying each other's company. We've loved the group that we've had since day one and always believed in the group. And even when things you know, weren't going well in the beginning, we, always, we never lost that belief. And just kind of shows that now everything's clicking and, and uh, we're having fun and we're playing really good baseball. Was there a turning point for you guys as a team? I mean, obviously, when you returned from your time on the injured list, everything kind of turned around. But was there a singular moment that you look back at and say, wow, that kind of spurred us to do what we're doing? Yeah, I think we were rolling for a little bit. And then, you know, I think there's a few moments I could think of um, I think the Mike Talkman robbery of the home run kind of against the Cardinals in St. Louis kind of, for me, is that, that pivotal turn that we got that win. And obviously there was a lot going on on the outside, and uh, I would say that one for sure. When, and, and, and in that same sort of thing, Cody, when did you know that you were totally back, that you were not only good, but that you were back to being a stud? Man, I honestly, I felt good going. I felt really good going into the year. Um, obviously, spring training, I saw some results. I was sending balls over the fence. And, you know, you just don't get that consistent aspect like you do during the season every single day. What up, Jan? <laughs> no. Um, sorry. I, I Honestly, uh, April for me, I, I was just feeling really good. And then I, I had that injury. And... You know, coming back, I, I felt like I didn't lose that much of a step, and that's kind of was the, the thing for me. Was that Gomes who just passed you by that you were referring to? <laughs> yeah, it to? was. 
Yeah. But we, uh, Waddle called him. We the call other... him Yon Bench. I do. I yeah. call him Yon Bench. For, for Johnny Bench. Um, like, how good is he? Honestly, he's, I think, I, I think like, maybe people know this, maybe people don't. I, I think he's kind of, like, the heartbeat of the team. Uh, you know, the consistent at-bat, the professional at-bat, the dude behind the dish every single night controlling the game. And he just comes up in huge situations night in and night out. I, I think he's, he's been the heartbeat of the team. Is he the biggest surprise? Waddle and I were talking yesterday. Like, you can go around the diamond and go Madrigal at third. There's a big surprise. Some of the young pitchers who have picked up the staff late in the year, they've been a big surprise. Alzali coming back from injury and Talkman. being a, a, a closer. Talkman, who you just mentioned. Who's the big surprise for you on this team? That's a tough one. Um, man, I think maybe, could you say Assad? Yeah, I, I, that for uh, me, I mean, yeah. Yeah, like there's a few. I think Jan, I mean, he's, he's done it, you know, like he, he's done it for a lot of years where, you know, it's been amazing to see what Assad's been able to do this year out of the bullpen or as a starter. Hey, Cody, uh, you know, in the weeds baseball question for you, you know, as the game has evolved, so has lineup construction. And, and these days, most of every team's best hitter hits second. You're this team's best hitter, yet you get the majority of your at-bats in the four-hole. How do you, are you comfortable with that? How does Rossi and you, you know, work that out and say, hey, this is where you're best suited? Yeah, I think, I mean, we've had some conversations in spring training, um, yeah, I think it just depends on the – I think the way our lineup kind of rolls, um, you know, one through nine for the most part, it's, it's been nice. We had a, you know, pretty consistent lineup. Um, you know, I think it just kind of fit, like, just kind of fit like a glove, you know. So you like it. That's where you're happy. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the cliche answer is I'm just glad I'm in the lineup. <laughs> but, no, really. But, I mean, one through any, one through six, it, it, you know, it's – after the inning one, it's all the same. You know, I was struck by, and I asked Jed about this, Cody. Um, when we had Jed on after the trade deadline, I asked him, I go, why did you, why, why is it important to keep guys informed uh, on their possible destinations at the trade deadline? He said, because I'm dealing with human beings. And it's important for me that they know that. Um, you had a quote before the trade deadline that they were keeping you informed. What were those conversations like? Yeah, I think that, you know, they were just keeping it real. You know, it's like, hey, there's an opportunity that we move some people. There's also an opportunity that we don't. You know, it's just going to depend on how these next few weeks go. And, you know, throughout that whole process, we had still open communication about what was going on. And then, you know, it was just kind of inevitable that towards the end, you know, of the deadline that we were probably going to stay together as a unit. Did, does it go further in your book? I, I know, like, it, the, the consistency and you get to stay here, that you've been here. Uh, does it help to stay long-term and sign a longer-term deal that you weren't traded? Um, I, yeah, I, yeah, for sure, you know. Um, I think that I didn't know where I was going to end up. I could have been in a bunch of different situations, right? And, um, you know, obviously I wanted to help this team because we believed in this team, and I wanted to help this team get to the playoffs and make a little run, you know, and surprise a lot of people that we all believed in the, in, 
in this clubhouse. So, um, yeah, for sure. Are you good playing, you know, splitting time in center field and first base? Do you have a preference at this point? Um, you know, I think that I love, I love center field because you can do certain things out there that you can't do on a baseball field. You know, you can run down certain types, especially in certain ballparks. You have the ability to kind of show off the athleticism. Um, in first base, it's, it's a whole different game, right? Like you're so much closer to home plate. Uh, the, the, the game's a lot quicker. So both positions have um, positives. And, you know, for me, I just know when I'm going to be on center, I got to get my body going a little, little more and just under, understanding that aspect. But it's all good. Speaking of center field, did the in-game interview the other night affect yeah. how you played the ball that hit the, the ivy? Yeah, what about it? I said, did it affect you at all that you were having the interview with Boog? Uh, <laughs> did, it, did, it, did it take your attention away from what was happening? No, um, it really didn't. I was a little disappointed in my throw, um, but there was no opportunity for me to catch that ball. I mean, that was a line drive off the wall, 100%. And uh, so for me, I just tried to play it off the wall best I could, and I just threw the ball a little, little far to the right. Are you cool with something like th- that's new, and the fans love it, to, to hear from players in the middle of an inning? Is it something that, that you know, you'll be interested in doing in the, in the future if they ask you? Oh, for sure. I've done it before. I've done it with ESPN a few times. I don't. I prefer that over being mic'd up all game, personally. Right. Um, I don't mind those in in-game interviews, especially just for half inning or two. I think it just gives the fan a little perspective. Like for me, I don't know if y'all watch golf, but they kind of been doing these interviews as they walk up to the green, and I don't know. It's just a different perspective, so I don't right. mind it. Yeah. Cody, before we let you go, what's it going to take for me uh, to keep you here? I'm a Cubs fan. I'm raising my kids as a Cubs fan, as Cubs fans. What's it going to take? I mean, do I have to give you a pitch here about how great this city is? Um, do I have to do I have to ring a cash, cash register? You drain your bank account. What, what's it going to take to keep you here for like seven or eight more years? You know what, man? I'm just focused on this season, and I'm trying to help this team get to the playoffs and make a little run and surprise a lot of people. That's, that's all I'm focused on. Can this team win it all? I, I really do think so, man. I really do. I've been on a lot of good teams, and, you know, the chemistry we got, the depth we got, I really do believe so, you know, get hot at the right time. And, um, you know, I, I believe in this team, and, you know, a lot of people believe in this team in this clubhouse for sure, and, you know, that, that, that means something. I'll tell you this. You, you ain't seen nothing yet because this city, and I know you were in L.A., look, they, they're a Lakers town. They don't care about baseball. <laughs> when this team gets hot, uh, you could build a great house here for the next seven, eight years, and, and, and people are going to love you. Leave him alone, right, I'm sorry. I'm making my pitch. Before we do let you go, I'm most interested. Do you get the Chiefs or the Lions tonight? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I got I got to go with the Chiefs, right? Okay, I mean, yeah. money line Chiefs. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm with that. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, it's nice. a good play. Cody, I don't even know what the spread is, but I'm going Chiefs. I think it's four and a half. I think because Kelsey is, is listed as questionable, if not doubtful, I think that the number yeah, has come down. Yeah, I still got to roll with the Chiefs. Yeah. Co- Cody, we really appreciated this. Uh, on behalf of all Cubs fans, uh, thanks for doing what you've done uh, for the Cubs this year. It's been a great story to follow you and this team. What a what a great, great surprise. Thank you. Thanks, Cody. Of course, guys. Yep, thank you guys. Appreciate it. There you go, Cody Bellinger from earlier today. Chiefs on a money line. Yeah, I think, well, he had money on the brain after we talked free agency. Of course agency. he did. So he keeps money line.
Are you going to donate to the Cody Bellinger free agency fund? I don't think Tom Ricketts needs any donations. And if he if he asked, you know, would you? No, I. What do you he, mean, no? If you if you if you had to give, if they said Sylvie, twenty five hundred dollars from you is going to seal the deal. Are you doing it? I am hearing that now. Marquis is even churning out Bears programming. They're they're printing press over there. Yeah, they are. But the question stands: If they come to you and say, "Hey, I'll buy more tickets." No, $2,500 in the Bellinger deal no. free agency is sealed. No, no. You that, don't want him. That, that, that's, no, that, that, that's not how it works. I understand it's not how it works, but I just changed the rules for a hypothetical. I, I don't own $2,500? You wouldn't pay $2,500 for Cody Bellinger are to you be a pay, Are you paying for any Bears free agents? Give me a name. For a seven-year deal? Give me a name. He's outside of Shohei. Brian Burns, are you paying $2,500? Brian Burns isn't as good as as Cody Bellinger is in baseball. Give me another name. How about this? Justin Jefferson wants a new contract. Well, I was going to say, how about Chris Jones? No. Justin Jefferson. You don't like the Bears. $2,500. I'll write the check right now. Right now. Money bags waddle. All right. uh, Coming up next, there's a quarterback who wants to come out of retirement. Tell you about it. Tyler Rocky, get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Tyler and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. You must be 21 and older and present in Illinois. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as now withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends September 18, 2023. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. With Connie's Frozen Pizza, you can experience real pizzeria quality without paying pizzeria prices. Connie's Frozen Pizza always delivers because they're made with only premium ingredients. And whether you're craving their cornmeal dusted thin crust, which I love, or their new crispy yet fluffy pizzeria style crust, we tried that in the office the other day. Connie's comes with a variety of delicious toppings that everyone loves. So forget delivery. Just pop into Connie's and savor their authentic pizzeria flavor right at home or the office like we do. Find them at your local Jewel, Mariano's, or Meyer today. Connie's Frozen Pizza, born in Chicago, enjoyed everywhere. Waddle and Sylvie are live from Timothy O'Toole's, getting ready for the kickoff to the NFL season. Brought to you by Miller Lite on the new home of the Bears, ESPN Chicago. All right. Uh, my mom, by the way, texted what? me, said she would uh, contribute to the Cody Bell. I know fun. she would because she's a bigger she Cup fan than you that's are. silliness. You're, 
She's a much bigger Cub fan than you. By the way, the uh, quarterback, any guesses on the quarterback who wants to make a comeback? Uh, Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. And it is not Sam Bradford. Uh, Joe Namath. Tom Brady. No, it's not Tom Brady. It is Joe Flacco. What? Joe Flacco says he would like to make a comeback. Why? And he says, and his quote was, I know I can still play. And I read that and I said, no, you can't. How old is he? He's only 38, but he can't play. And, and really, there were times in the, in, his, in the prime of his career when he couldn't play. Joe Flacco, when he was still involved, was a really good backup to have on your roster just in case. Case of emergency, break glass, Joe Flacco steps in, plays a couple games for you. Yeah, I mean. But I don't need. No. I don't need Joe. Don't need Joe. Like, he got hot that year that he won the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, he went Bowl. on a, a huge heater. The, the heater of all heaters. Yes. And uh, he got hot in that postseason, and it was one of the great rides. Don't you have to get to a uh, Southern Illinois event? Right I do. Now? I have a Saluki event. Uh, nobody does. I say this with all seriousness. Nobody does more for others than you. Okay. I'm being serious. I appreciate that. Nobody does more for others than you do. Introducing the Chancellor tonight. I'm sure you Chicago are. Chicago takeover. Then we're playing Northern Illinois on Saturday. Last time I did this, uh, we beat Northwestern. Can say, you guys you speaking be- to the team? Huh? Are you speaking to the team today? I'm not speaking to the team, though. But Do I me a favor. Give me some BC revenge. Beat Northern Illinois. I hope so. Thank you to Cody Bellinger and Courtney Cronin, Kendra and Kevin back at the shop. Thank you to everybody here at Timothy O'Toole's. Always outstanding to be here. Miller Thank Light. Thank you. Thank you for bringing us out to the best bars and restaurants around Chicago. Thanks to Tyler for Waddle. I'm Sylvie. TSPN 1000. Have yourself a great Thursday night. The best Thursday of the year is coming up. It's today, and it's all about NFL opening night. Football is back at DraftKings and Casino Queen Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 NFL bet and score two dollars in bonus bets instantly DraftKings is hooking everyone up with a great offer of game day greatness all customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this september so check the app to see what you get and don't wait till kickoff to get in on all the action and the hype download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use code wmvp New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5. Only on DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook with the code WNDP. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and older, Illinois only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms.